With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation.
everyone to WCW Retro. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stro, the maestro of wrestling. And uh, you just heard uh, sound bites from the night that the hands of stone, Ron Garvin, won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Nature Boy Ric Flair. Uh, what a momentous occasion that was that night. Uh, history was made. And uh, it's a t- the topic of tonight, WCW Retro, the career of the hands of stone. Ronnie Garvin. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, diving into uh, talking Ronnie Garvin with you guys here tonight. Uh, as, as always, here in WCW Retro. Uh, and just a reminder, you can call guys, guys can call in any time during tonight's uh, live WCW Retro podcast at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And the big topic of discussion tonight is, once again, the hands of stone, Ronnie Garvin. So call in and give us your favorite Ronnie Garvin moment in memory and share it with us. Um, before we get started uh, taking the callers in tonight and talking to Ronnie Garvin, uh Make a few announcements and plugs, shout-outs, if you will. Uh, first off, shout-outs to Masters of Ring Entertainment at mastersofringentertainment.com. Fishing with Special Friends at fishingwithspecialfriends.com. Uh, check out what Innovative Hybrid Wrestling has been up to in the Maritimes area in Canada at facebook.com slash Wrestling And uh, support my XWW family, Extreme World Wrestling uh, family. This Saturday, if you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, uh, will be the Bojangles Coliseum. Uh, I think bell time's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for their big extreme warfare event going on uh, this Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Bojangles Coliseum. And for more information, go to ExtremeWorldWrestling.com for more info. Uh, AEW's Brian Cage will be there. Uh, Impact's Moose, uh, former... WCW star Lodi, plus uh, so so much more on tap uh, for the Extreme World Wrestling event being held at the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like I said, for more information uh, on this weekend's XWW event, go to Extreme World Wrestling. That's X-T-R-E-M-E World Wrestling, all together, no space, dot com uh, for more info and show them some your love and support. Um, support all the great programming we have on VOCNation.com. Uh, first first off, uh, in the room every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, uh, for Wednesdays, Shelly Martinez, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 9.30 on Wednesdays, uh, Wrestling with History, Bruce Wirt, Ken Resnick, and... Bill After. Be sure to join them every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, every Thursday night at 9 here at WCW Retro. Uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, has a podcast right here on VOCNation.com. Uh, Sassy Steph, uh, Wrestling with Problems, 
plus many other great podcasts we got going on on VOCNation.com. Please uh, go to VOCNation.com and, and look at the schedule sometimes to find your favorite podcast and then enjoy the listen. Also support us on Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. Uh, buy your favorite VOC Nation T-shirt, uh, including WCW Retro and one of your surely Papa Stro, the four faces of Stro. All on sale now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. Uh, also, for, uh, for yours truly, Papa Stro, on social media, uh, you can check my official website out at thestro.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com, our merchandise page to get your favorite Papa Stro merch, thestro.com slash merchandise, on Facebook at Stro the Maestro, Twitter at Sign the Stro, Instagram at Stro Maestro, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Stro Maestro, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash realpapastro. And if you'd like to make a donation, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc. And thanks for those that have donated already. Much love for that. If you'd like to donate to me, send it to my PayPal, paypal.me. M is a Mary, E's and E slash papastro. All together is paypal.me slash papastro. And thank you in advance for your support. Uh, if you'd like to be a future guest on WCW Retro, hit me up. Shoot me an email, wcwretro at yahoo.com. Let's get you some exposure right here on WCW Retro. And for bookings, which I accept do a lot these days, uh, radio, interviews, charities, um, Comic-Cons, conventions, commercials, cast me for film, uh, your wrestling events, uh, speaking engagements, uh, autograph signings, etc. Hit me up, shoot me an email at stroforia, S-T-R-O number 4-Y-A at yahoo.com. And with that, uh, we'll be taking our first commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking Ronnie Garvin right here on WCW Retro. And let's see if we can go. Let's look. Oh. And we're going right to the commercial with the Hollywood Blondes theme. Uh, be back in a few, folks. Stick with us. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is a slicker, the doctor of style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On wrestling with problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
Welcome back to WCW Retro. I'm your host, Vivian Papa Stro, the maestro of wrestling. And tonight is Ronnie Garvin night, Hands of Stone. And uh, feel free to call in and give your favorite Ronnie Garvin moment at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And before we get uh, to talking about Ronnie Garvin tonight, I just want to say that I've been humbly uh, asked to be inducted into the Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame May 15th at the uh, Holy City Brewing in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, it's, it's a huge honor uh, to going to be inducted into the, this year's 2021 Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame class. Uh, I'll be inducted alongside uh, my former tag team partner and NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tommy Wildfire Rich, uh, the legendary Susan Green, who I've also teamed with, uh, Amazing Velvet, uh, L.A. Tank, uh, Michael Devine, uh, plus more to be inducted that uh, night, May 15th, uh, at the Holy City Brewery in Charleston, South Carolina, for the Carolina Wrestling, 2021, rather, Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame. And for more information, how you can be a part of it, uh, go to CarolinaWrestlingHallOfFame.com for more info. And uh, it's going to be a special night for sure. Um, yes, uh, so let's get to talking about Ronnie Garvin, if you will. Uh, get a little back, a little backstory on the Garvin. He's a uh, he's a Canadian former professional wrestler, uh, best known for his appearances, of course, with Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling and World Wrestling Federation, now WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, and uh, it. it Quite the journeyman, wrestling journeyman over the years. Uh, wrestled many territories, uh, won several championships. Uh, one notably was the uh, national television championship, where he feuded with uh, Jake Snake Roberts, as uh, he was part uh, of the feud. He at the time feud with Jake Roberts and the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, uh, for sure, and. Uh, of course, then he made his way to Jim Carter Promotions, the Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling at the NWA. Uh, uh, Teams with Barry Windham against a uh, few with Midnight Express for the United States Tag Team Championships. Uh, and eventually, he teamed with uh, his brother, uh, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, to form a notable team alongside uh, his valet, Precious. And which uh, which led eventually to his uh, legendary feud with the Nature Boy Ric Flair, in which he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Ric Flair uh, in a, an historical bout. Uh, he's uh, traveled, been AWA and the World Wrestling Council, Puerto Rico. Uh, and eventually made his way to the World Wrestling Federation, well, now World Wrestling Entertainment, and uh, had a, lit, a great feud with uh, Greg Hammer Valentine. Uh, Hands of Stones, the moniker, because, I mean, he's got a heck of a punch. And I know personally, 
uh, I've had some matches with uh, Ron Garvin, and uh, I can tell you that the Hands of Stone uh, moniker, he, he he lives it. <laughs> I felt every bit of it, then some. Um, definitely one of my toughest opponents in the ring to date. Uh, Ron Garvin, uh, he's one of the uh, few guys that were able to take Andre the Giant down back in the day, for sure. Uh, it's a double tough, toughest they come, toughest they come. So yeah, all uh, rugged Ronnie Garvin, as, as we aptly named the WWE, and uh, whether it's rugged or hands of stone, I mean. <laughs> He lived it all. And so if you guys got any cool Ronnie Garvin stories, uh, lay it on us tonight. It's Ronnie Garvin night, hands of stone. All right, let's get to the callers. All right, first up, Mr. Hollywood. Welcome back. Mr. Hollywood, how you doing tonight? Welcome back, brother. How you doing, Pop Stewart? I hope you doing okay. Doing great, man. Doing doing good. Uh, it's Ronnie Garvin night, man, hands of stone. <laughs> oh man, I, I can say this. Uh, hello to uh, hello to everybody on the line. I tell you what, let's talk about Ronnie Gar. I tell you, um, the hands of stone. <laughs> yeah, uh, so um, pops on my show. I'm trying to you know it was the scene where he used to dress up like a woman and knock people out. Was he Miss Elena Lively or? Yeah, Is that right? yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Miss Elena Lively, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he did it a few times. Uh, matter of fact, he uh. He teamed with Jimmy Valiant against the Midnight Express in a tuxedo match as Miss Atlanta Live. Really. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At time, but then he, remember, you remember the time where he, uh, as Miss Atlanta Live, he walked in and knocked out Ric Flair in the hotel room when he was supposed to have yeah. a date with Precious? I think I think <laughs> I remember. I know, I know. <laughs> I remember a few times he went into the ring. You know, he was out from nowhere and just knocked somebody out. Holy man. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Garvin. One of the things I'll never forget uh, when it comes to Ronnie Garvin, um, when he mm-hmm. was in that when he was in a cage match against Rick Flair, he won the NWA World Weight Title. When he knocked Flair yeah. out cold, oh my God, I couldn't believe it! I couldn't believe it! Oh I'm man, what is, I, I, the bounce they had, man! Oh my God! I'm gonna tell you that. I'm gonna tell you something that when you know. I know, um, like I know when Rick Flair we lost when Rick Flair lost to Dusty Rhodes. I mean, but in every time, I mean, you know, he, you know, you can tell it got to him. But I think it really got to him when Flair lost to Ronnie Garvin. I mean, because I, I, I remember, I remember like some of the interviews of Rick Flair. I mean, he was like, he was like off the deep end, man, losing to Ronnie Garvin. I, mean, I remember, I remember. I know. I mean, he Rick, lost Rick, 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 Rick has said, Rick said during that time that Ronnie Garvin's chops are so hard that it took him about a year. <laughs> For his chest to recover from wow. well, <laughs> Garvin lay on him, man. Oh my God, unbelievable! Wow. And even when even yeah, when not, Flair when even when Flair when he uh-huh. um got the title back, I, I think that was more of a survival thing on Flair's part. Oh, what a match that was! Uh, that was in Shy Town um, mm-hmm. when he won the title back in the cage, man. Oh, what a match! Yeah. Yep. Um. Not many people knew it, know know about this, uh, except the diehard fans. But uh, Garvin had a great feud with the Macho Man back in the day for ICW Championship Wrestling. Oh, I didn't know that. And and uh, and, 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 and Ronnie Garvin was the villain <laughs> at the time. Believe it what? Or not. Yeah. Well, I would I would have never thought that. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Ronnie Garvey, you really got in the skin of play. I remember uh, him teaming up with his brother, um, Jimmy Garvey. Right. The Garvey brothers. Oh, yeah. What a great team they were. Yeah, they were a great team, I remember. I, you know, actually, I saw, you know, I saw Jimmy Garvey using the funniest yard a long time ago when I was a kid that I was on the school bus. And I remember seeing right. him in the front yard, Jimmy, Jimmy Garvey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, or, um, me- me- remember the bet he came in. Oh. Remember he came in and knocked out Dusty Rhodes during Dusty Rhodes and Barry Windham's match at the Great American Bash. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, that. man. He, he came in and <laughs> turned on Dusty, and oh, and, and JJ Dillon gave him the briefcase of money, and he walked out. <laughs> no, you know I think I remember. I think I remember that. I think I do remember that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, remember the time that uh, Jim Cornette threw the fireball in Ronnie Garvin's face I think uh, I remember during that the match. Too. Yeah, they, he was teaming up with Barry Windham against the Midnight Express, and they're well, the U.S. Tag, U.S. Tag Team Championship. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah, Ronnie Garvin, I tell you, he was one of my favorites. Ronnie Garvin was one of my favorites wrestlers. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. You know, he really had a good feud with uh, Greg Damber Valentine there for WWE when he was with them for a short while. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. They, they had some good matches. I, actually, I didn't know. I didn't know. He, I didn't. I didn't. I don't, remember, I don't actually remember him in WWE. Almost my time was like was in WWE. But, um, yeah. Yeah, he I wasn't there for that long a time period, but he was what? there for a little a short what? while. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know years ago yeah. he uh he was able to take down uh, Andre the Giant. What? Which uh back then was you know, big news, you know. Yeah, that was big you know, news. Yeah. Well, Andre always respected people that went at him pretty hard, right? Because he could take it, right? And wow. uh, he had a lot of sp- respect for Ronnie Garvin because of the fact that you know he could like take it to him. Wow. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, Andre Zion, I mean, he could. Put, I mean, Andre Zion, I mean, if he wanted to, you mean? <laughs> oh yeah, he was the man yeah. back then, man. Oh Andre, yeah, Andre oh my God. Yeah, he was. He was the man. Go down the back. But, yeah, oh, gosh, I mean, yeah, Ronnie Garvin's been uh, quite a few historical moments through the years. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He has. That's no doubt about it. Yeah, great great stuff. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah I you, think those matches with Flair, man, were just amazing to watch. It's such hard-hitting matches. <laughs> and he is dressed like, like the chops. I mean, like, uh, like Ronnie Garvin, he would chop you. You could just hear it. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Mm. I've I felt a few of those actually wrestling them. I, wow. <laughs> I, I can wow. hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's he's tough, man. I can only imagine. I mean, I can only, I mean, I can only imagine Maestro. I mean, guys, doing those running guard. I can only imagine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know wow. he uh he fought, uh he's a he's a pilot too. Planes. What's that? And I think him, him and Jimmy both fly planes. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those chops from Ronnie John, that's why I know those chops from Ronnie John was no joke. That's why, you know, I tell, you know, I tell people, you know, I, you know, I have people feel so, oh, 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 wrestling's fake. Let me tell you something. I said, wrestling is not fake. You go, you go in the ring with one of those athletes, you'll have, you'll find out how fake it is. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Garvin, to bring you back to reality real quick. Oh, my yeah, God. I, I, saw an, I saw an interview, I think, of some guy said, uh, uh, I can't uh, some kind of reporter said it was wrestling fake, and the guy slapped him in the face. I'll show you fake. Pow. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that was Dr. D, David Schultz. <laughs> That's what it was. That was an open hand slap. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you know, I... I've I've met him, man. He, he he's a cool doc. He's a cool guy, man. He, he, yeah, Doctor D, man. He, he he's, he's got no filter, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, wow. <laughs> I remember I remember uh, Stevie Ray uh, post made a post about that, and uh, <laughs> and Stevie, Stevie Ray was like, "Slap that no good son of a gun," you know what I mean? <laughs> And, and you, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a bit after he does it where you can see Mr. Fuji like look like he's smirking, laugh. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's, Come that's on. definitely one for the record. That's definitely one for the record. For sure. Yeah, you know when I went when when I first started Smoky Mountain Wrestling, some of my favorite uh-huh. matches at the time was watching the Ronnie Garvin taking on Paul Orndorff. Man, those guys had some what? solid matches. I didn't... Yeah. Wow. Him and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, man, they they threw down, man. I mean, you had two veterans in great shape going at it, man. It was pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, Orndorff was a tough customer too. He was a tough customer. Orndorff, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, oh gosh, I I seen matches he had with Hogan where he he wouldn't even let Hogan up to breathe, man, because he just kept stomping what? him, <laughs> stuck kicking Dang. him. Yeah, right. He was tough, I know man. Kind of, he turned on Hogan. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and he, wow. you know, he and he he teamed with Piper, Roddy Piper, and then he started to feud with them. Wow! They when I mean, they broke up and everything. Yeah, Paul Paul was another tough customer, man. Yeah, he was. I mean, I definitely remember him, Mister Wonderful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, speaking of Piper, they just did an A and E special on him, man. It was really good. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. The documentary, yeah, his, his daughter Teal was in it and everything. It was really cool. Wow. Well, awesome. speaking of um, documentaries, uh, let's bring on the Professor Steve, man. He's back. You remember Steve, right? <laughs> oh, Steve Logan, right? Steve Logan. Yes, yes, sir. Here he is. Uh, Steve, welcome uh-huh. back, brother. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I need a. How you doing, Steve? How you doing, a... Steve, from Mr. Hollywood? Hope you're doing okay. I'm doing great. Uh, I was just listening in. I I didn't catch the Piper documentary yet, but I heard it was interesting. I'm going to check it out after. I, I don't really have uh, Ronnie Garvin memories, but I did. I was reading. I was I was just listening in, and like I remember uh, you mentioned the Firewall. I was just listening to Cornette talk about that. Like I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Like. Oh man, and that, that that they had a they had a good feud. Him and Barry Wyndham with the Midnight Express, with the U.S. Tag Team titles at the time. That was a pretty cool feud they had going on. Wow, I um, 
I thought it was interesting that Jake Roberts said his favorite opponent was Ronnie Garvin. Yeah, you know, NWA feud in '84. That's when I first started watching Ronnie Garvin. Was uh, during that feud with Georgia Championship Wrestling. They were feuding for the national TV title. Wow! They did a they did like a video uh, montage on Ronnie Garvin training, and uh, it was. He was in the gym working out, and uh, uh, John Cougar Miller Camp's uh, walls was <laughs> playing in the background, <laughs> and it showed footage of his matches with Jake Roberts. It was pretty cool. Yeah, like, I was reading up on their Mid-Atlantic feud, and like I didn't know that they had like strap match, a lights out match, Texas death match, oh, yeah. the Canadian lumberjack, like, all these gimmicks. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got quite the history. I mentioned about a uh, time in ICW with Macho Man Randy Savage, and uh, uh, he was there with him in a few, uh, alongside One Man Gang and uh, Pistol Pass Watley, and yeah, man. Wow. A lot of names. I'm have to get to right. Wow. Good stuff. But, wow. yeah, Garvin yeah. always been double tough. I, I know the times I've been in the ring with him, man. I mean, he <laughs> he lives up to the name. <laughs> I'll, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is 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 uh, Chops the reason why he's got that name? Oh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, he's very heavy-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I love this I wonder what he could have been like a prime Garvin versus a Walter or some of the Japanese wrestlers oh, now. Oh man, I would have loved to see I would love to see those. Oh god, can you imagine? Oh imagine. pretty awesome. Didn't um didn't Orton get the Garvin stomp from uh Ronnie? Yeah. Sure enough. Sure enough, Pretty yeah. Interesting. <laughs> he he'd give him the stomp and he wait for him to get up and knock him out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, and we're, we're talking about his a uh, few few appearances as uh, when he dressed as uh, Miss Atlanta Lively. Yeah, yeah Miss Atlanta Lively. Yeah, I think and. Yeah, he did the bit we knocked out Ric Flair in a hotel room when Ric Flair's trying to get a date with uh, Jimmy Garvin's pre- uh, valet precious. Boy, his real life oh. wife. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, the whole time I'm, I'm watching this, J.J. Dillon's in the closet. Like, J.J., why are you in the closet? <laughs> wow. <laughs> then, then, then Ronnie Garvin, Miss Lynn Live, comes in and knocks out Flair in his uh, underwear. And, oh, my God. Here's JJ walking <laughs> in the closet like, oh God, you all right, Rick? And he just looked, it looked kind of weird, but you know, at the time, but you know. <laughs> uh, definitely a bombshell, for sure. Right. But uh, yeah, I, w- I was telling Mr. Hollywood that you know, Ronnie and Jimmy both, you know, that they're pilots, so you know, fly planes and everything. <laughs> yeah. Man, I wish I uh... and. 
I was in Maryland and Ronnie was there and I totally missed him. I'm like, oh crap, I should have asked him about these stories and flying airplanes because I'm sure flying airplanes is interesting. I know, although they've flown the boys quite a bit back then, you know, the different events. Wow. I think um, Bischoff might have had a flying license, pilot license, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe so. I believe he did. Yeah, I, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't even think about it, but I just wonder, like, how many wrestlers take private planes. Like, I know the high, the top guys probably do. And I know Tony Khan has, like, his own probably jet plane or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're probably doing that more once they start doing more house shows and stuff, once things start opening back up more. Right. That's true. I, I was telling Mr. Hollywood, like, when I got to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, one of my favorite feuds I first watched was uh, the feud that uh, Ronnie Garvin had with uh, Paul Orndorff. Oh. And, man, the, the matches they had were great. Oh, my gosh. They were oh. so good. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Is Paul Orndorff one of the toughest guys you've in wrestling? Besides, like, oh, yeah. the obvious, like, Haku and Tenta? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul. Paul's right up there, man. I mean, when he was... When he was prime, man, I mean, he was he's one tough customer. And, you know, same oh. can be said about Ronnie Garvin, too. You know, even, like, back in the day, like, Andre the Giant had a lot of respect for Garvin because Garvin would, like, you know, take it to him, right? And, you know, Andre respected that, you know what I mean? Because there was there guys that were afraid to, like, go hard with Andre. And, that, you know, that was the wrong thing to do with Andre, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's um funny you say that because like why uh, was that a Christian the the wrestler uh, panel like I was trying to think of things to ask and uh, I remembered like Big Show probably was asked about stiffest wrestlers and, and I guess he said Christian and Sheamus and I asked Christian about it and he was like yeah he's a big wimp. It's just funny that <laughs> Big Show Big Show doesn't have the same. Uh, he's like wants to take it easy, and Andre's like you give it to me hard. Oh man, I I, I so what you know. There are a lot of times you know Paul is such a good guy. I, I just there there are times I wish Andre w- could have been alive to like help mentor Paul because he he could have done a lot of good with Paul, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that they build him as the son. Yeah, did that during that one time. Yeah, <laughs> WCW. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And 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 during that time, you know, it, it was funny because you know a lot like Andre, because Andre when he was younger, he could do a lot of stuff. He could drop kick, he can cross body, he can. Do all kinds of things for his, you know, amazing mm-hmm. things for his size. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's crazy. I think wow. um, even Kali earlier in his career was a lot more mobile. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wow. And 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 guys guys like Garvin, you know, he he didn't care who it is he was in the ring with, and he would like. You know, he'll go the same speed, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was not intimidated by any means. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, that uh, Blair mentioned that the series of matches he had with Garvin, uh, it took him about a year to uh, heal up from the chops, or the whelps on his chest. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like an echo in the in, in the arena. Oh man, crazy! I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. I remember, like you know, like I was like Wyoming Daniel. You know, he had some chops too, man. But Ronnie Garvin, oh my god! Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, I got a, I got a question. Yeah, sure. Do you think um a chest chop? Or a karate chop should be used in a in a shoot like fight or a competition because it seems like you never see a chest chop in a fight. I'm wondering if if that's just because they don't want their arm grabbed. <laughs> well, well, probably that, and you know, usually a chop is just to kind of. Used for, I don't, I don't know, more or less like an intimidation factor, more or less than like actually inflicting yeah. pain, like legit pain. You know what I mean, <laughs> right? It, 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 I mean, it, it sort of leads up to that, but I mean, usually when you yeah, take a fight, it's like ground and pound, and yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting because like we see it a lot of pro wrestling, and I've, I've heard. Pro wrestlers don't like getting chopped. Like I think Austin said it, and Undertaker. It's like it. It seems like it does hurt, but it's like you never see it that often in shoots. I, I know Flair said 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 one time. He he said, you know, there's a few guys that let him, you know, chop him, slap him around, you know, like Steamboat, and uh, he said Undertaker, you give him a, you'll, you'll give a cup, right? And but yeah. and then there's guys like you mentioned Bret Hart and and Bret was like he he was doing Bret Hart's voice like oh do we have to <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious oh um, <laughs> I was looking at the uh, I was scrolling through Facebook and the A and E biography series they're doing Bret Hart is mentioned in that as well as a Macho Man Booker T Warrior so Shawn Michaels should be like a good series I'm gonna have to check it out oh god yes if it's anything like the Piper one oh my gosh I can't wait yeah the Piper one's wow. very well done I'm wondering if um I was thinking to myself after uh, in the room I was thinking to myself that Maybe they're doing these A and E shows to kind of counter the uh, Vice Dark Side of the Ring series because it seems like wrestling documentaries seems to be 
uh, really popular or really uh, entertaining. Well, if I if between the A and E documentaries and the Dark Side of the Ring, there should be some good TV coming up for sure. Right. <laughs> I can't wait. And then um, I didn't even check out uh, Most Wanted Treasures yet, where they had a. Uh, I guess oh, they go through right. gear. Mhm. Oh, that should be something. Yeah. And then, um, Brady said Bill Apter's going to be on there. That's pretty cool. Like, because I, I think I've heard Bill Apter say that he used to be the collector, or, knew, or like knew who the collectors were of uh, yeah, memorabilia. Right. Oh, he's oh he yeah, yeah. Bill's got a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh, um, they they said that Jerry Lawler, King Jerry Lawler, and um, you know stopped by to, to do that taping for that show. That should be cool. I think you know we've seen Castle Cornet on that Dark Side series. It would be kind of cool if we saw Bill Apter's, uh collections on that mm-hmm. and uh, I can't. I can't imagine what great memorabilia that Mr. Raptor has, man. Through the years, oh, right. Because he, you know, he's made so many connections and met so many in the business. I'm surprised there's no. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but like, it'd be kind of cool if there was a documentary on Bill. I'd love to see it. Yeah, because like. I've heard his podcast, and he talks about singing with wrestlers. I'm like, that would be great TV. Yeah, show right oh. there, singing, yeah, he, singing he, with the superstars, singing with the wrestlers, or whatever. Right. He got me too. He count me on the list. He got me one night. So we started singing karaoke, and I've been every time I see him, we've been hooked. I've been hooked ever since singing old songs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm sure he's, he's, he's down swung, yeah. Yeah, if he's, if he's not doing uh, uh, songs, we're doing impersonations. <laughs> or uh, tongue twisters. Tongue twisters, yes. I, I, I did one with Dr. Tom a while back, uh, Pritchard, when you know, he, can do, he can do an awesome Roddy Piper. And I, wow. he did Piper, I did, right. I did Dusty Rhodes. And oh my god, it was great. Long time ago. Yeah, we go. Give me if you will. But, but yeah, yeah, Bill's great, man. I'm I'm really happy he's you know on VOC Nation doing this thing. It's pretty awesome. Great. And I can't wait to check that out. The treasures, man, with him in it. That's gonna be so. Oh, it's be so cool. Did you um, did you guys see the Steve Austin um, biography? Has that come out yet or no? I think um, that might have been the first one. I, I see it's on demand for me, so I'm going to check it out. Somebody said it was pretty good, that. too. It was. I'm going to look at that. I want to look at it, too. I, last I, I saw Steve Austin yeah. on his show, he had the uh, his guest was Ice-T, and I really enjoyed that, him and Ice-T. That was really cool. Wow. I did see a clip of that, and it was kind of funny because I didn't know that Ice T was a gymnast, but the way he explained it was kind of cool. 
how they're like the most and, strongest athletes. And and now they're like doing Tide commercials together. You see that we're <laughs> doing Tide. Yeah, that's crazy. And, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I think I saw that. That's crazy. Oh, that was awesome. Wow. But it was really it was really well done. I mean, I, I thought Steve and Ice T had some good chemistry there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah. Hadn't even thought of that. Like, uh, or I remember I did see the ad, but it's like, I wonder if um, if they'll work more together. Because, like, cause, um, I don't know how much film Ice T does. I know he does TV with a lot in order, but it'd be kind of interesting mm-hmm. if they did, like, a buddy cop movie or something like that. Like, oh, the way yeah. Like, they did with Steven Seagal. I, I could definitely see that with those two. Those, oh uh, man, I, I would want to wa- I would definitely want to watch a, a cop show with those two. Kind of like kind of like that Will Ferrell movie with Wahlberg, and it, it had like Rock and Samuel Jackson. Like it's kind of see something similar. Oh yeah, Austin <laughs> and Ice T. Well, wow. What was the, bu- the bummer with that movie was The Rock and Samuel Jackson weren't on that, wasn't in the movie very long. Yeah. I was so bummed. I was like, I wanted to see more of them together because they're, they're <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Piece of work. Oh, man. Um, kind of switching, switching up. I wanted to ask you... Um, what do you think about using Nagata uh, going to be on Dynamite against Michael next week? Oh, man, I'm I'm excited. That fact, yeah, he I'm was like one too. of my favorite people in WCW, man. I was a big fan of his. Wow. I, I see some... Yeah. I see some definitely some interest on Twitter, but, like, I, I go on this Facebook group, and I'm just like... I see these negative comments, I'm like... I, I don't get this. Like, just because he's older, you're going to, like, complain? Like, he's, like, one of the toughest wrestlers right? that New Japan has. Like, he's faced Suzuki, Fedor, Mirko Krokop, uh, Kurt Angle. Like, that's oh, why yeah. Moxley probably wants him, because of his history. Absolutely. I don't blame him. I would, too. I mean, heck, I wish Otani was still around. He was still one of – he was, like, one of my favorites for a long time. Otani? Yeah, I think the last time I saw, last time I saw Tony, I think was uh, Liger's retirement tag match. Yeah, he was amazing. I'll never get the matches he had there to Guerrero, man. They were, oh my gosh, amazing matches. Yeah, I think I did see that. I meant to go and rewatch it. Um, yeah, but Yuki's then, awesome, man. I, I'm excited. Oh yeah, he's tough, uh, tough Andre. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when he had his last few on, and like uh, Bad Luck Fale, like even did a bow, even though he there were opposite rivals, right? Rival factions. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Uh, I. Yeah, so so it's him and Moxley for next week, right? Yeah, for that for uh, AEW title. Uh, it is nice. interesting 
and it's on Dynamite because they were kind of promoting it more on uh, New Japan Strong because I did see the uh, in, on their YouTube. So mm-hmm. it is kind of cool that we're getting a New Japan match on uh, AEW. That really is. That really is. I'm I'm, I'm pumped. They've uh, the last couple of weeks they've their their shows of AEW Dynamite shows have been really solid. I did not. Check out last night, but was Marty the Moth on? Did he have a match with uh, somebody like Brian Cage or somebody? Uh, I think that was. Um, or was uh, it dark? Gosh, that that probably was dark uh, because yeah. uh, Adam Page had had the match with uh, Brian Cage. Okay. Try not to get tongue tied that one. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> you say that because. I remember when Christian Cage debuted and everybody was commenting on the pages and the cages and AEW. Yeah, matter of fact, Adam Page and Brian Cage was first match on the show. <laughs> it was good, though. They had a solid match. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out because that does only a good match up right there. And, you know, Darby Allen's been having some pretty good matches lately. Oh, yeah. I heard he had a good match with Jungle Boy. and uh, It was mm-hmm. a good technical showing. And then um, Lance Storms said he was really into it because it, it seemed like they had something to prove and they were, like, going to fight each other. Mm-hmm. And he had a good match with Matt Hardy. Um and last night he wrestled one one of the mask guys from the Dark Order. I think ten or seven, one of the two. But it, it was really good. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it was um, yeah, it was Marty versus Caves on Dark on the twenty eighth edition of Dark. That's how yeah. I remember it was. <clears throat> but um. I'm really happy for Marty because, like, uh, I I follow his Twitch sometimes, and he's like a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to see some of these independent wrestlers get some time on Dark. Or uh, I was listening to a podcast on New Japan, and it's like it's interesting. With AEW Dark and uh, New Japan Strong are kind of like the two. Yeah, hot beds for or indie talent right now. Yeah, for like American talent that are not signed anywhere. I'll mention at the top of the hour that um, XWW Extreme World Wrestling they're having their Extreme Warfare event this Saturday at Bojangles Coliseum, and uh, Brian Cage is one of the names on the show. Uh, he'll be there. Uh, Moose Moose from Impact and. Uh, a few others. And I know I they've been catch, using Austin, uh, Austin Ace quite a bit, too. Uh, cool. Ace Austin, excuse me. Right. Uh, I didn't catch uh, Rebellion, but I heard Kenny Omega won against which one. And then um, that's pretty cool. These collecting belts. State Unification, yeah. Um. Really happy for Mario Ronaldo too, getting some uh, wrestling work again. Mm-hmm. 
it makes you wonder where they're, where, where they're going to go from here with the the AEW Impact connection, if you will. Right. I wonder if uh, we see more Impact wrestlers on that. Because we have uh, the we have the Good Brothers, but I wonder if there's right. more uh, Impact talent to come. I mean, I hope this is this doesn't end the ex- the talent exchange. I hope we see more crossovers. Yeah, and then I'm wondering if uh, if Omega goes for uh, a New Japan title or some other title, like maybe MLW or ROH or something like that. Yeah, I know. I I know you sent me an article about. Uh, is it New Japan ended their relationship with Ring of Honor, or was that AAA? One and two. I think it was CML. I think it's CMLL, and it was because CMLL. Um, I got you. Okay. All right. I think I think it's because of Roosh, and Roosh is like starting his own promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it's very interesting. Um, kind of reading about the political fallout from that. Um, yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, if that affects the the U.S. because uh, I know AEW has a partnership with AAA, so I wonder if CMLL because they're they're not they're ending their relationship with our rights. I wonder if they're ending their if they're going to start a relationship with like maybe like WWE or some other company like Impact it, or whatever. I, you know, I guess some things never change over there because when I was. Even when I was there in Mexico, it was still very political, but, you know, very kayfabe yeah. between the uh, promotions. Yeah, it seems like, like I, uh, Game of Thrones. Right, because I've, I've had I had friends over in CMLL, too, right? And that was with AAA, but, you know, they had, you know, they had the bit where they, you know, we couldn't really – Hang out with each other because of the political differences, right? And being companies, so that, that's why I was never so changed. surprised. Yeah, that's why I was surprised that uh, Vince let Jericho do the interview and talk about AEW and New Japan on the network on Peacock. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I guess probably because he he has that connection, that WWE connection. If you will, yeah. And I think that had a lot to do with how he was able to do that because you know if he didn't have any sort of affiliation, past, present, or future with with WWE, I'm, I'm sure it'd been a much more difficult process. Right. But um, I, I thought it was really good. Well done. May, I'm hoping maybe they'll it'll start breaking new ground, if you will. And have others follow suit. Yeah, it's interesting when you see alliances and uh, among the uh, promotions. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm hoping hoping to see more of that. You know, because you know times are changing. <laughs> Did you um? Uh, unrelated, but did you see uh, anything from UFC 261 this Saturday? 
uh, bits and pieces. I didn't really have a chance yeah. to like check out the whole thing or anything, but I just heard bits it was, and pieces. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see everything, but I did see some of the uh, I saw the injury deal. Types. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, very similar. It was very similar to the injury that Anderson Silver had against them too. That's why it was so ironic. Oh yeah, yeah, that was sick too. Oh, um, I heard crazy that things like that happen. I heard Whiteman is uh, walking again. At least Dana said, but that's, yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that his health is is getting restored. But it's, uh, it was definitely crazy to watch, and Uriah Hall just looked devastated, like looking at his team after that. And then um, it's interesting because given the history that Uriah Hall has with Whiteman and Silva, because he retired Silva and lost the Whiteman mm-hmm. years ago. It was crazy story arc there. And then, um, yeah. It was interesting because it was like USC went full capacity in Jacksonville. And uh, WWE has fans in NXT in a small venue, but uh, they still have the Thunderdome with uh, no fans. I think AEW might be going back to full crowds, is what what I've read. So. It's, wow. Uh, interesting how things are opening up. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, well, I I just hope things continue in a positive direction for for right. us and the rest of the world. Yeah, that you know because that that'd be good for everybody. <laughs> you know, I I heard a I was listening to a Japan New Japan podcast and uh, and. It was there was an interesting idea about doing outdoor shows because yeah. right now New Japan New Japan Strong is like doing shows and like a closed off uh, venue with just the staff mm-hmm. and the wrestlers and it'd be kind of interesting if they did outdoor shows with like maybe a limited crowd. That'd be a good idea. Start yeah, just to get things get noise. better. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, um, I know it's great to have somewhat of a crowd at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, that definitely helps. And like, you, 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 the one thing I like about the crowd is you get, you get honest feedback. Like they'll tell you who they don't like, who they do like. Like I played the footage, uh, top of the hour of when Ronnie Garvin won the. NWA World Championship from Ric Flair in the cage, steel cage. And, oh, the pop that he got that night when he won the title. Yeah. I mean, I had, was, I had to lower the volume. Cool. It was so loud. <laughs> 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 Crazy. Did you um? Did you work any show with Garvin? Yes, sure did. And, Are you getting uh, anything uh, interesting, anything interesting you can share? Oh yeah, he was a heavy hitter, man. But I mean, great wrestler. I mean, I, oh my gosh, I mean, I had some good matches with him. But I mean, he he's very heavy handed. <laughs> and but uh, but yeah, he was great. I, I had some good matches with him, and you know, I've been in matches with him. I've been in battle royals with him. <laughs> you name it. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, I had a 
like I, I mentioned him and Paul Orndorff had some great matches. Uh, there was like this battle role one time I had that had him and Paul Orndorff and Arn Anderson and Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> oh, that was wild. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, any, like, uh, social uh, meetings with Ronnie, like, like at catering or something like that? Oh, he's great. Yeah, he, he's got a cool sense of humor, too, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, it, we were talking about the Miss Atlanta Lively thing uh, a few times, but a few times. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, how uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Valiant used to make him laugh. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> When they heard Steven together, yeah, I think I think when they wrestled the Midnight Express in the tuxedo match years ago, I think I think Jimmy Valiant was doing the Charlie Brown come out of town thing with the hood, <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> and he was and his partner was Miss Atlanta Lively, who was Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> what a pair! Oh my God. He had, he had Jimmy under a hood and Ronnie Garvin in drag. Miss Lemon Lively. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Alright, so what's your good times. But yeah, yeah, Ron yeah, Ron Ron's a good guy. He's a good guy, man. He's uh But yeah, you know, you not many people yeah, I guess don't stop and think about it, but he's been around a long time. Right. Did you um? Yes. <clears throat> did you work with uh, Jimmy at all? Yeah, we used to team together. Oh, cool. Jimmy Garvin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's great, man. Um, yeah, he he, he was cool to team with. Um, uh, I think. Uh, few years ago, right, I was at a convention and uh, uh, someone told me that Jimmy was in the convention, so I was looking for Jimmy, right? And this this, this guy comes by me, this bald-headed guy comes by me, right? And uh, I didn't recognize him first. Then I heard his voice. I'm like, well, wait a minute. It turned out that was Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> he, had, he had shaved his head <laughs> off, hair off. And he had, yeah. he had a thing at his table. He, he was like, his gimmick at his table, he had like free bird steaks. <laughs> well, that's interesting. But yeah, we we used to come out to Phil Collins in the air tonight. That was our theme song <laughs> when we were teaming together. Which I thought that's was so cool. right. like like that's like one of my all time favorite songs. Anyways, that was that was really cool. But it, yeah, Jimmy was great, man. He's a nice is. guy too. Funny you had that song because uh, Jimmy and and Ronnie are pilots. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I heard stories. You know, back in Jim Crockett Promotions and everything that you know they would fly the boys, some of the boys to different venues. Man, I was, I was uh, 
I was doing some reading on Ronnie, and I can't believe he's been around since 62, and I read retired in 14. That's crazy. Yeah. Sounded wild. You know, you don't think about it, but then when you do some searching, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> These guys have been around a long time. And then... um I've watched, I've watched like, Jimmy Garvin matches in Florida, you know, right before he got yeah. going, when he was just starting out. He's, like, in his 70s, but you look at him on these shoot interviews, and he doesn't look that old. No. Yeah, he he's kept himself together. It's like, you know, Ricky Morton, for example, um, he he was a singles wrestler for a lot of years before he, you know, teamed with Robert, started the Rock and Roll Express. Not many people realize how long Ricky's been around. Ricky's been around forever. Yeah. But, yeah, Garvin, yeah, he, he always kept himself... In pretty good shape. Did you um? Did you see his uh, work with Greg Gagne in AWA? Yeah. Because I never, yeah. I never really watched Greg. I don't, I usually just hear about Burn, but mm-hmm. it's interesting that he worked AWA in uh, Puerto Rico, like you mentioned earlier. I, I I thought Greg was a great tag team wrestler, honestly. Him and Jim Brunzel. I thought they were a really good team. Mm-hmm. You might have to go back and check that out. Because usually when I hear about Greg, it's uh, from, like, shoot interviews. And it's usually because of uh, backstage drama, I think, or whatever. But um, because, because of relationship with Brian, but... Um, like I know him and Eric don't see eye to eye, but um, I had to go back and check out his work because I had never seen a lot of his uh, in-ring work. Yeah, um, I, I just I thought I mean I, this is my opinion, but I just thought he was a good tag good tag team wrestler when he got into tag team wrestling with Jim Brunzel and um, I think they were called the High Flyers back then. Yeah, and, uh, and that was before Jim Brazil started teaming with uh, Bree Brian Blair and WWE as Killer Bees, which they're another great team. You know, um, I remember beat Brian Blair from the Florida days, Florida Championship Wrestling days, before he went to WWE. Speaking of uh, earlier, I was talking about Jake Roberts. Uh, are you uh, looking forward or interested in that Grizzly Smith uh, episode of Dark Side coming out? I'm sure it's going to be heavy. Yeah, that should be should be interesting. Um, I know there's there's, uh, there's a lot of storytelling in that whole situation, you know, with him and Jake and everything. So it'd be interesting to see what. Where they go with that, you know? Because 
I have the uh, WWE DVD on tape, and I remember hearing Jake talk about his life story, and it was like, whoa. And then you hear it on these shows that he does, and it's a lot of heavy uh, discussion. And uh, I'm wondering if they get Ronnie for that. Like, I don't see him in the videos that they posted, but it would be kind of cool if they got Ronnie to do an interview for one of their shows. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be cool. That would be cool. I, I don't know if you caught the uh, Ronnie Garvin interview on Hannibal TV, but uh, he, goes the detail, he goes into detail about uh, why he left the NWA and everything, and like between him and Dusty and everything. It's it's, it's a pretty good listen. If <laughs> you get a chance to check it out. Um. You you mentioned uh, Garvin working with Paul Orndorff in Smoky Mountain, right? Did did you? Oh um, yeah. Did you see his work with Kevin Sullivan? And I think that might have been Smoky Mountain too. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff, man. Uh, I, I tell you, Smoky Mountain had had some some great cards, man, and and Garvin had some great views with Orndorff and Sullivan and. Uh, yeah, I, it, it was, and I I just got in during that time period when he was he was feuding with both, right? And uh, and to sit back and just like watch those matches live, man, it was oh man, amazing. Were you um were you aware that Garvin worked a JCW show? In 2011? Yeah. In a battle royal? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. He must have been, like, one of the toughest wrestlers in that battle royal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they found out real quick. <laughs> Legends battle royal. Right. Um... I didn't know that also that he ran his own promotion in Knoxville in the 2000s, Tennessee Mountain Wrestling. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Kind of like, it, that reminds me of a Smoky Mountain, but because of the location, it's like, it's the same place where JPWA uh, uh, is, Jacob's Project Wrestling Academy. So, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if he had, if he, you know, stayed around there, I don't know where he currently right. lives. If he does live there, that'd be kind of interesting if he did uh, work with uh, Tom Pritchard at some point. Right. I know he helped out the Poffos with ICW years ago. Um, Garvin did. What? What happened to ICW? Because I hear about it, but I don't. I haven't like heard. Like you don't see. Documentaries from WWE and ICW, like you hear about the Papas and Macho Man, but like ICW doesn't get a lot of coverage unless it's like the high spots or something like that. Well, I, I think the combination of maybe, if I'm not mistaken, the television deal fell through, and the fact that he got called up by Vince, Macho Man mm-hmm. did, everything. I think there's a lot of factors there. You know why they eventually Makes dissolved. 
So, because I mean, it seems like heck, uh, Elizabeth was a commentator on those shows. Oh wow, Elizabeth was. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was watching some old ICW a while back, and I saw Elizabeth doing some commentating. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's pretty wild. But the names on ICW, the names they had in ICW, they had, they had some pretty big names. I think um, one of the Wrestling Tonight guests, uh, Rick McCord, must have worked there because he he had he mentioned uh, enjoying working with uh, Randy Savage and the Papas. Uh, yeah, and he's from uh, Virginia area, but um. I just wonder, like, do you think WWE bought the ICW library, or do you think somebody else bought it? You know, if they did, I'm not sure what they did with it, because you really yeah. didn't see, we didn't really see much of the ICW library from them. But it it makes you wonder. I mean, if they if they did or didn't, cause if they did, so they kept it under wraps, <laughs> more or less. If they did, right, and then. I hear stories about, I hear comments like back then they used to just not save the library. They used to just tape over like episode, uh, other tapes. Right. Yeah, I, I heard the same. It's just, you know, with that, I'm not sure what how much was saved or not because, uh, and especially that was during the time where Vince was just buying up all the territories and it's pretty much taken over the world, more or less. It's it's interesting how uh, a lot of these territories are family businesses, like Von Erichs, Stampede, the Hearts, and then you got the Papos, ICW. Yeah. But uh, the, the episodes I, I, I saw of ICW, it did some pretty good shows. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find them on YouTube. Like, for some reason, you can find, uh, like, a lot of good uploads of Smoky Mountain on YouTube, but WWE mm-hmm. was, like, very limited Smoky Mountain episodes of when they did have enough. Yeah, I really hope they can get that um, situation with Peacock resolved. Because, I mean, that was half... That was like why a lot of fans would would get the network and see a lot of the nostalgia. Watch the archives, old, uh, yeah. The archives, yeah. But um, yeah, um, but yeah, Garvin. I've, you think about it, he's he's had some quite a few historical moments over the years. You know, a few more you already just mentioned. To think back. Yeah, lots of stuff I wasn't familiar with. Like, that's it, somebody I didn't really uh, look into and kind of regret it because I could have uh, possibly talked to him about these moments in, uh, in person in Maryland. But, the, like, can you imagine him today with guys like Walter and... Uh, Oh, Ciampa. He, I think he would have good, some good matches with Ciampa, too. Oh, yeah. Ciampa. I was thinking of myself Cesaro. 
think that'd be pretty cool. Cesaro? Oh, yes. Cesaro. Oh, man. Or um, Sheamus, because Sheamus will, will really go go hard. Yeah. Yeah, their styles are a lot like Garvin and Sheamus. And, I, you know, McIntyre. You might have some good matches with McIntyre, too. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, I read that he had a, a rivalry with uh, Savage, but also with Pez Watley. Do you have any Pez Watley uh, stories you can or memories you can share? Because I'm not familiar with Pez. But oh, Pez oh, Pez, man. He's awesome. Matter of fact, he was my go-to guy for advice there in WCW because he was helping out with the ring truck and the ring crew. Oh, wow. And I would see him at the shows, and we'd sit and talk quite a bit. And uh, I was a fan of his for a long time. Um, he, he would throw some of the sweetest drop kicks I've ever seen. Cause he he would throw a drop kick and land on his feet, you know, like backflip. And for a guy his size, yeah. he was you know muscular guy, and, and for him to do that and land on his feet, he was just uh, that was pretty impressive. And he had such charisma too, Pistol Pez. And then you know he did the, the heel turn on Jimmy Vine, became Shaska Watley with Paul Jones Army. If you remember that? And he he was a, he was a great heel, great villain too. On top of that, and uh, his, uh, I remember this funny bit they did for ICW. I was watching, and uh, I think Macho Man was the heel at the time, and he had one man gang with him, right? And uh, and Ronnie Garvin said he had a surprise for him in in this crate, (laughs) and uh, he. And Macho Man was freaking out. He's like, what's in the crate? Whatever. And they opened the crate up, and there's uh, Pistol Pez Wally and Drag. <laughs> <Tied up. laughs> oh, gosh. That's crazy stuff. Man. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I read one of his, I read one of uh, Brody's, Ronnie Garvin's, uh, mm-hmm. Best known XW moments is where he uh, apparently knocked out Hans Baker's dentures out of his mouth and stomped on him. Like, I'd never heard of that. Yeah. That's awesome. That was crazy. I, I think Ox was telling me about that long time ago, Ox Baker. At one of the shows I was at with Ox. Because he just started telling stories, and I think that's one of the stories he, he told was the Ronnie Garvin story. <laughs> That's that's definitely something I want to listen to. Like do shoots. Like I've seen clips of him doing interviews, but it'd be cool to see. Yeah. Because I can find any long interviews of him. Oh, Ox is always entertaining. Oh my gosh! Once he gets going, man, he'll, he'll tell a story, sing a song in between, and go back to another story. <laughs> it's great. I do. <laughs> I do miss the ad. I do miss the ad where he would sing I got the old time wrestling blues. Oh man, I wish they break. played that more often. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I miss Ox, man. He 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 was a good he was a good dude. I was at a convention and they were doing cosplay wrestling and this guy uh, mm-hmm. Leon this guy Leon Scott. He just—he looked like he could cosplay uh, Ox Baker or like shave his beard into that. 
because he was doing oh, like nice. a Ming the Merciless character, and it was it was pretty cool, like seeing somebody kind of have that look. When I saw him appear in that movie Escape from New York, I I totally popped. Years ago, I was right. like, "Oh my god, this, this is awesome!" <laughs> Alex Baker I was on the uh, big screen. Yeah, I was watching one of Ox's promos in Memphis with Jimmy Hart, and they kind of they introduced that clip on the TV. It was pretty cool. Right nice. before the promo. Oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I wish Ox was around to tell more stories. Guys, he was a great storyteller. But he I was as good he, as Piper um, was telling stories. Piper tells some great stories, too. <laughs> and uh, I heard Ox uh, also trained at the dungeon and got stretched by Stu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Stu was like one of the toughest uh, hookers. Uh, of right. his time, <laughs> he's up there with Matsuda and Gotch and uh, Hodge and you know the the few few of the best in the world. Man, Stu was writing the elite <laughs> hookers. <laughs> yeah, I like hearing uh, Stu stories and stories where he would he want you to. Uh, Give me your arm, like give me your ring, kid. So you could uh, bend it. <laughs> like they had a choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff, man. Um. But changing it up, but uh. What do you what do you think about WWE doing a, the next pay per view with the title of WrestleMania in it? WrestleMania eh. backlash. It feels like overkill to me. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, I, I guess they're trying to still feed off of that WrestleMania vibe from the last pay per view to give Backlash more momentum, right? But I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm always with the with the notion that less is more. So, I mean. <laughs> but, well, I don't get I mean, it. I, like, why would you I didn't think nothing wrong with Backlash by itself, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah. And plus, like, why would you call it WrestleMania when there's no attendance? Like, it's behind closed doors. Like, if you're going to call it Mania, at least have attendance. Right. Especially if you just had attendance with WrestleMania. <laughs> Going back to the drawing board with the TV screens. <laughs> but it looks like it doesn't look too bad of a card for WrestleMania Backlash, though, from what I'm seeing. Um... Right now, I see Lashley, Drew, and Braun, and uh, Bianca and Bailey. I'm glad Bailey's getting another title match because uh, I thought it was 
thought it was annoying how Bailey didn't have a match at Mania. And then Charlotte probably could have had a match too, but she came back on Raw. And then Becky Lynch could have made an appearance, but didn't. It was like, man, I would have loved to see Bailey and Becky like do a face-off instead of the Bellas segment. Even if Becky didn't do anything, just show up and just give an update how she's doing to the fans. You know what I mean? Something like that or anything. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. be here just appear here would have been really cool, but oh well. <laughs> but and it's great to see Charlotte back for sure doing her thing. And you know Bailey, of course. But Sorry. yeah, we'll see how backlash. We'll see how backlash goes. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what do you? I know they pretty, about, uh... they pretty much done the same thing with the Raw Championship they did with the SmackDown Championship for Mania. If you notice with the three way. Yeah. So, we'll see. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, what do you think about uh, NXT recently? Like, um, I saw the, uh, Tampa's tag teaming with, uh, Thatcher against, uh, Grizzle Young Veterans. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, I I like I like the veterans, and uh, it it's really cool to see Champa and Thatcher uh, start becoming a team together because I I enjoyed their matches against each other very much. It's really good. Now Cross is the NXT champion. That should be pretty interesting. Where they go from yeah, there. I'm I'm really becoming a fan of Cross. Like I wish I watched his Impact work more because he's mm-hmm. um I think an underrated promo. Um, right. His his like non his his shoot interviews are really good. Right. What I've seen. Like, I kind of have a similar mindset. And if if Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the next challenger, I'm really looking forward to see him in uh, Cross one-on-one. You know what I mean? For the title, that would be really good. Because Kyle has an MMA background and and, uh, Cross does as well. Yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm a Kyle Riley fan. Definitely, so really excited. Yeah. You mentioned I kind of want to get your thoughts. Uh, what do you think about this character change he was doing on NXT recently, where he was doing Cool Kyle and he was he was dressed in denim and the hat? Do you think yeah, it's I'm, I'm forced? Do you think it's okay? As long as he makes it makes it him, you know what I mean. And, and yeah. not, don't let it deviate from 
what he does in the ring because I mean in the ring he's a he's a hell of a wrestler. Right. And those matches he had with Balor were just were pretty awesome. So as long as on DBA forty does in the ring, you know I'm I'm all in, especially with a few with Cross. Should be some good matches between the two. I definitely like his ring work. I uh, I thought it I thought it was kind of dorky a little bit the promo, but as long as he's being himself and he like believes in what he's doing, I guess it'll work. But um, right. I saw I saw a lot of backlash or not. I don't know about backlash, but a lot of comparisons to uh, Orange Cassidy. That's why I was like, wow, like I could see it, but at least he, didn't, he doesn't wear the denim in the shirt to the right. match. Like he's still wearing his ring gear, so it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like blatant. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping that I, I, I think he was shooting with the gosh, what's his name? To the moon. Grimes. Grimes, Grimes, yeah, yeah. Grimes is pretty like Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty entertaining. I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with uh, Adam Cole now going forward. Right. I think, well, which title he goes for now? Because, um... I just can't see him against Cross yet. I, I think it's going to take some time for him to face Cross at some point. Right. And then Roderick, Roderick Strong quit NXT. Yeah. I wonder what, what that's going to lead to. I wonder if that's the main roster call-up. Hmm. I wonder. You know, it'd be really cool if eventually the Undisputed Era... Arrives in the, like one of the main brands. Like like, it would be cool if all four of them eventually would like come together. Because it just does. I, I don't know. I mean, like you can see Adam Cole kind of being the breakout breakout star and and maybe you know Kyle O'Reilly and and all that. But they're so good together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, I wonder if Alistair Black is going to get a faction because Rollins had like Buddy Murphy and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if uh, if someone like a Roderick Strong would side with uh, Alistair Black hmm well it also too makes you wonder if we could have a possible alliance with um, Alistair Black and uh, Rollins yeah, because they're both very uh, similar right now with the whole uh, wanting to lead cult lead cult leader type personas. And, Even and, though Rollins is kind of toned it down. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine those two as a team? It'd be amazing. And it's funny because uh, Seth Rollins used to be Tyler Black. Ah, right. 
I, I would I would you think they make a heck of a team. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I think because Rollins had a, uh, I think Rollins had a very uh, serious faction in ROH with like Brody Lee and Mercury and I think the Maven and Jimmy Jacobs were uh, mm-hmm. they were very intense faction. Yeah, it something to think about with uh, Alistair and uh, Seth getting together. Right. I was hoping that uh, Damien Priest would go singles or go with uh, or tag up with Black, but they're on different shows, so Seth Rollins would make sense. Right. Well, I'm hoping um, Damien can like uh, kind of break out more as a single star with Raw. Yeah, especially with, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Bad Bunny guy is going to be busy and they kind of like, he's going to be touring. Like, they kind of got a lot out of him. So it's like, I think it's time to make Priest the singles guy or teaming up with somebody more serious. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Steve, is there anything you'd like to plug? While we're on uh, the topic, not much. Just uh, you can reach me at Tyler Steven on most of the socials. Um, just uh, I'm looking forward to uh, New Japan Don Taku uh, mm-hmm. next month. That should be pretty interesting, and a lot of a lot of Japanese shows going on. Um, definitely looking forward to Nagata and Monster next year. Yeah, uh, let me know when, or tag me when you get the next subject for uh, next week. Be looking forward to retro. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, have you heard anything about when they're uh, over for the Japanese audiences when they're going to have somewhat of a crowd again? Has there any been news broken on that? For, I think for. Japan says they have uh, crowds, but they might be uh, reducing them again. But for New Japan oh, Strong right. on like New Japan Strong in California currently has no fans, and I think it's because California is very restrictive state. Right. Um, and that's why I was wondering if they, if they would do outdoor shows, um, but. Yeah, um, I think they still have fans for uh, Japan shows, but they, I think they were they were having these guidelines like you can't chant, you can only uh, clap and stomp or whatever, make mm-hmm. noise. So kind of interesting how they uh, play off in these shows. Um, there's some interesting uh, matchups for uh, Don Tiger. They even have a ladder match. They have like mm-hmm. a ladder match and like a blindfold match. Like they're doing all these gimmicks. It's crazy. Like wouldn't have thought. Yeah. I think they're they're calling the, the evil match like a darkness match because they're probably mm-hmm. gonna be wearing a hood or something. 
I know with all these uh, releases that WWE made some of the talent, um, as as uh, I haven't heard anything yet, but I mean, on your end, is, have you heard anything about uh, some of these talent maybe going or going overseas and uh, dabbling with it in the promotions out that way? Well, um, I think they have um, no compete that might end in July. Let me see. I know Brian sent me something. Yeah, July 14th. July 14th? It might be when... Yeah, because I remember uh, Brian sent me an article. I, I saw the date Brian uh, sent it. was like July 14th is mentioned in the article. It was like when your mm-hmm. no compete might be up. So... Um, okay. I guess we'll know. I guess we'll know more by then. But I, I, I know uh, Chelsea Green has done interviews. Uh, Smojo, I'm not sure yet. Um, Andrade, right. Andrade might have signed somewhere. I'm not sure, but um, mm-hmm. I think he might be facing uh, Del Rio at some point. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, and then Chelsea Green, I was reading like was she said she was like pitching all these characters that got turned down and then but I'd be really interested in seeing what Samoa Joe does because he would be an asset for either AEW or New Japan uh, definitely for that New Japan Strong uh, show I'd love to see uh, Samoa Joe versus Tom Waller I think that'd be a pretty good matchup oh wow yeah Tom Waller is the uh, Tom Waller is like the up and weight champion over there now because he won the uh, USA Cup Finals and he, he kind of reminds me of Shibata with the chokes uh, and the PK. Nice. So, oh, man, good stuff. Definitely looking forward to seeing where Joe goes and, and looking forward to Monsters and Nagata. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, great, great stuff. Well, Steve, it's always a pleasure having you on. Um, Stop by any time, and uh, what a what a great discussion we've had tonight. Co- covered a lot for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, please I, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm definitely glad I, I'm glad I called in because I, I wasn't that familiar with Garden Screw, and just doing some reading during the show I was like, wow, like still a lot of stuff I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely one of the greats for sure. And and fans, you can listen to the archives of tonight's show. If you missed it, just go to WCB Retro, discussing Ronnie Garvin at DVCNation.com. Uh, Steve's always a pleasure. So uh, many time, uh, I've had a blast tonight. Uh, looks like we covered a lot and learned a few things about Ronnie Garvin and uh, among other topics. Uh, it's great. It's always great. And be sure, guys. Uh, to support all the great programming we got here on viewsnation.com throughout the week. And uh, you guys take care of yourself, be safe, and uh, have a a great rest of the week and weekend. And we'll see you next Thursday on WCW Retro. And we'll we'll leave to the sounds of the great Muda. (laughs) Have a good night, everybody. Thanks.